Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Given your entire lives and all of recorded history, what would be real would be to be actively in a state of wonder about what we don't know, how we're deluding ourselves, and as a corollary, how to find out. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Try this idea on. We live in a state of delusional acceptance. We accept that reality is the way we believe it to be in spite of a universal daily experience that directly contradicts our assumptions. What is that experience? Let's explore that together. And on the way, we'll learn how we can use this knowledge to become more accountable to reality as it really is. This four-part series is an excerpt from the conclusion of my online course, Accountability, Metrics, Money, and Shame, which is free for Clear and Open members. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open up the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks very much for listening. Let's start the show. So I want to start by talking about, well, with a question. What universal daily part of human experience is irrefutable proof of how deluded human beings are. Happens every day where we have evidence that is an opportunity to show us how deluded we are. Communication. Just in the way people communicate with each other, it's not in reality. How do you know? Because I used to communicate like that and... Now I recognize it as being not in reality. Okay, cool. I get what you mean. And I love that you've had that realization. But such a realization doesn't necessarily happen every day. Seems like it. <laughs> For you, because you were very much on the path. Yes. Yeah, so I love that. I'm talking about something really like hiding in plain sight, like so obvious, something that happens to every human being every day. Peter. We think. We have yeah. thought. But many people go through their entire day believing all of their thoughts. Well, that's what I kind of what I meant was we think and we believe them. Yes, true. And and that's closer. That's a little bit more universal because you know if you were to ask someone like, well, of all the thoughts that you have in a day, how many of them do you believe? And you might find some people who believe a whole lot of them, maybe even all of them. But a lot of people would admit, oh, you know, sometimes I have thoughts that aren't right. I'm talking about something even more extreme than that. That's pretty, that's universal and that's hardcore, but this is even more extreme than that. I'll give you a hint. It happens in the morning. What happens in the morning when you wake up? What happened in your sleep? We dream. 
we dream. And when we're dreaming, how often do we realize we're dreaming? Not usually, right? When we do, it's called lucid dreaming. And it's actually a really interesting practice. You can learn the skill of doing it. But every morning, we wake up. Literally, we wake up. And figuratively, we wake up when we realize that the reality in which we were was not real. And have you ever had one of those dreams where you, you kind of are half asleep for a while and for a little while, you're not sure what's true? I had a dream a few weeks ago that I was in a plane crash and the plane crashed and like, and then I stood up at the same time and like all the rubble from the airplane just scattered and I was fine. It's sort of like, you know, that idea of like, if you jump in a plummeting elevator, would you survive? You wouldn't. They tested it on Mythbusters, which was really cool. But that was sort of like, I just like kind of jumped when the airplane stood up, when the airplane hit, and I just was fine. And then I remember being really excited about the millions of dollars I was sure I was going to get from the airline because of the crash. I was really excited about that, sort of going about my daily life in the stream, being like, oh, I can't wait for that insurance money or whatever to come through. And then there was this period of time where I was half asleep, where I realized the crash was a dream. But I was still thinking, well, maybe the airline will still pay out even though I dreamed, I dreamt it was a crash for like five minutes. Like, well, do I, does it still count even though I dreamt it? Which is a crazy idea, right? I mean, imagine calling the airline up. I dreamt I was on one of your planes and I crashed. You know, I'm suing you. They'd be like, what? <laughs> but for a good five or 10 minutes, I was in this weird state of consciousness where I was partly awake and knowing the crash didn't happen but still partly asleep, deluded by the idea that I could get this insurance money and thinking about all the things I would do with it. That's delusion, right? So that was sort of an expanded version of it where there was like a good 5 or 10 minutes where I was sort of in between. Most of the time, this happens you know, in a matter of seconds. And a lot of people don't even remember their dreams. So it's not something that they even realize happens. For some reason, I've always had very vivid Spielberg-like dreams. And so I've always been very aware of waking up out of them. But this happens every morning, whether it's conscious or not. You go to another place. You experience a reality that is completely made up by your own mind that you totally believe. And then boom, you wake up and go, oh, turns out that wasn't true. Every day. And then... Despite the fact that the mind that we experience every day, every night, that how powerful the mind is deluding us, we go through the day assuming that it's not happening anymore. Well, that's just a dream thing. That's just when I'm asleep. My mind doesn't have the capacity to fool me during the day. I'm not deluded during the day. It's sort of like the same way that humans as a species, we tend to operate like as a culture, as if we have everything figured out. And then there's a scientific discovery. You know, it turns out that Neanderthals were actually... Turns out so-and-so actually enslaved so-and-so. Turned out whatever. Every year, there's a new thing. And then there's a moment where we go, wow, we were so deluded. Like the uh, dinosaurs being destroyed by an asteroid, right? What was that discovered? 10, 15 years ago? Right? That was an enormous discovery. When we were all kids, it was this big mystery. What happened to the dinosaurs? What happened to the dinosaurs? Right? Scientists think they know now. And now it's like, well, of course we know asteroid killed the dinosaurs. 
as if we've known all along, right? That's sort of the feeling of it. Instead of there being what there, what is actually truer, I would offer as this state of wonder of like, wow, I wonder what we as a species don't know still, but might find out, right? We don't live in that state of wonder. We don't live in the state of wonder of like, wow, I wonder what mass delusion we're living under, right? I mean, it was, wasn't until what, uh, 1400, 1500, when uh, somewhere around there, when we discovered the earth was round, right? Before that, the entire world just assumed the earth was flat. And it probably took hundreds of years for that, that idea to really catch on. Wow, the earth is round. Let's see if we can sail around it. Really? I'm not sure. Looks flat to me. I've walked really far. I don't feel it being curved. Like that took a really long time. And prior to that, for thousands of years, everyone was living in a total mass delusion. And yet we don't walk around in a state of wonder as if like tomorrow, the earth being round versus flat kind of thing could happen. It could, right? It could. Discoveries like that happen. Tomorrow, the cure for cancer could, could be discovered that looking for gold, looking at goldfish for 90 minutes a day, will prevent anyone from getting cancer. That could happen. And we'd all be like, wow, that's amazing. And then three weeks later, we'd be back to business as usual, right? Oh yeah, well, so I got you know a bunch of goldfish. But you know what else is new? Right? We would just be back in the dream state. So what I'm saying is what's really real, given your entire lives and all of recorded history, what would be real would be to be actively in a state of wonder about what we don't know, how we're deluding ourselves, and as a corollary, how to find out. How would I find out how I'm deluding myself? I woke up, I had this crazy dream about the plane crash and I was completely deluded for a really long time. And now I'm in my waking reality. I wonder how I'm being fooled now. How would I find out? What stories am I making up? What assumptions about reality do I have that maybe aren't true? But that's not the way we mostly live, right? We mostly live in a, I know who I am. I know who they are. I know how business is. I know how life is. I know how people are. I know where all this is going. And tomorrow is going to be a lot like today. That's the biggest delusion of all. That orientation in context. When the truth is and the evidence shows, you have no idea. And if you were more open to, if you were really living in that kind of wonder, that kind of active, constant discovery, rather than what I would offer is essentially control, uh, a fabricated kind of control. When we think we know about men, women, employees, whatever, all those are just made up stories laced with our delusion. Parents, children, politicians, whatever. We're constantly overlaying our thoughts, judgments, presuppositions, prejudices, constantly. What would it be like if you lived in a constant state of discovery, which would be confluent with how reality actually is, which is constantly changing, constantly illuminating things, and constantly showing you that you're wrong, which leads me to believe, to, to leads me to, um, connect this to what we've been talking about in this course. Because accountability 
is the way in which you discover that you're wrong. Whether it's self-imposed accountability, other-imposed accountability, or life-imposed accountability. When you're relating to something in a way that doesn't work, for example, if I were to call that airline up, you know, let's say it's United. Hello, United Airlines. I dreamt I was in a plane crash and I'm suing you now for $10 million for the pain and suffering of that dream. When actually it was a really cool dream. There was no pain and suffering. But let's just say <laughs> the accountability moment, they would say, uh, actually, we don't feel responsible for your dream. But if you want to talk to our lawyers, uh, you know, here's the number. Probably wouldn't even get that far. I should actually do that just to see what would happen. Call the 800 number, talk to some customer service person. That would be funny. They probably don't have a script to feel that one. <laughs> I'm sorry if there was any inconvenience in your dream, sir. Um, what is it you would like to have happen? Maybe I could get like a voucher, like $100 off my next ticket, you know? <laughs> They'd probably do that. <laughs> right? That the accountability to reality would come in the form of a no. Right? And if I really pursued it, you know, I just read the news recently. Uh, I forget what company it was. I forget what company it was, but some, some disgruntled customer apparently called a company like 15,000 times. It's been tens of thousands of times and basically was harassing the company because he was unhappy about something. And so he decided to make a personal mission out of torturing them and just like, you know, really being abusive with customer service people and, you know, vulgar and all of that. It was in the news recently. And um, so the company is suing him for some form of harassment. Never heard about that before, right? There's a kind of accountability. Like whatever, however disgruntled you are, the company is saying, calling us 15,000 times and torturing our customer service people is not an appropriate way to express that. It's a kind of accountability. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.